For your listening pleasure, TFYLP for short. Join us as Weird Wolf, Insane Galvatron, Sideburn 2, God Convoy, Mirai Baby, Max May Ryu, and Plasticon Reviews discuss the latest in Transformers fandom. And now, without further ado, here is Weird Wolf. Now, where did I put that chorus up? Ratchet, can you take the chorus up? Hello everyone and welcome to another special edition of Transformers for your listening pleasure. This is Weird Wolf and I am here to tell you uh, about this special episode. Um, On October 26th and 27th of 2013, uh, Insane Galvatron and myself uh, attended Slagacon 2013 in Florence, Kentucky. Uh, We had the privilege to interview Frenzy Rumble, a well-known customizer around uh, the uh, internet, as well as John 3.0, who is John Bailey. Uh, He is uh, an up-and-coming voice actor, uh, famous for some uh, Transformers voices in some of the games, as well as the Elder and uh, XCOM uh, Enemy Unknown, and uh, he's the voice behind the Honest Movie trailers. The following are those interviews that we conducted, and we hope you enjoy them. First up will be special guest, Frenzy Rumble. Hello everyone, and welcome to Transformers for your listening pleasure, Slagacon special. Uh, we're having a special guest today with uh, Frenzy Rumble. Uh, he's a uh, customizer, well known, and... Uh, if uh, you're having a little trouble hearing us, we apologize. We're doing the best we can. We're here on the dealer room floor at the con. Uh, looks like it's actually filled up pretty well. Um, uh, re- really good attendance for uh, the first day today. Um, and uh, if you in the, are in the area and are planning on coming down to the con, kind of uh, look forward to seeing you. We're back here tucked away in the back, uh, back corner, off to the right as you come in the front door. Um, a lot of great dealers here and a lot of great deals Um, we're going to have some uh, other interviews later on uh, either today or tomorrow kind of spread them out throughout the day Uh, we're going to have actors uh, Arlene Bannis and uh, Buster Jones as well as uh, Slagacon founder uh, Chad Williams he'll be on uh, probably sometime tomorrow and if we can grab a hold of him, we're going to try to get uh, Pete Sinclair of the Transformers Club on. Um, look forward to doing that if we can do that. Um, but let's uh, turn our attention this week to uh, uh, our guest, Frenzy Rumble. Uh, welcome to the show. Thank Thanks you. Thanks for your listening pleasure. Um, I believe this is your first uh, uh, foray onto this show. It is. So, um, you want to tell the audience a little bit about your work? And, uh, sure. I've, uh, I customize Transformers. I've been doing it now for about six years. Um, full-time thing. It's my main only source of income and uh, completely submerged myself into it, and uh, I, I enjoy doing it. Really awesome. Um, I know. I notice you've got a couple customs here, uh, the custom class. Um, 
You could probably turn yeah. the webcam so that people uh, actually, can see them. Yeah, <laughs> probably turn the webcam here. Uh, got uh, some of the customs over there. It's uh, uh, really, really great work. Thank you. Um, what's uh, some of your uh, your most famous customs that you be known for? I think um, most know my Extinction Dinobot Combiner. That was kind of uh, out of nowhere. Uh, was that field. with the G1? It was uh, G1 yeah. Autobot. Uh, I'm sorry, G1 Dinobots, and I added articulation to them. Mm -hmm. And I also made them have the option to combine into Extinction, mm -hmm. which stands about 16 inches tall. And he's articulated, and you know, I have a uh, wheelie as the headmaster. Oh wow! Which is kind of unique because you know you think of Dinobots being chaotic and fighting over who's who's gonna who would control the Gestalt mode. Yeah. And um, so you know they all take nicely to wheelies. So I had a, a friend of mine actually wrote wrote out a whole bio, and uh, we thought it'd be cool to make wheelie kind of in control of extinction. So. Yeah. That uh, that is that sounds really awesome. I do remember seeing pictures of it on the on the boards and on the, it was on eBay, wasn't it? Uh, no, actually, he was a private commission for a friend of mine. He lives in New York. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Um, but I do remember seeing that. It was a really really awesome uh, Thank you. figure. Thanks. Um, I noticed uh, the Slagacon uh, Custom Class ex uh, exclusive this year is. Uh, uh, Dinobot slag. Dinobot slag. Yeah. Um, you want to tell us a little bit about it? And, uh, yeah, sure. It's it's um it's in part sponsored by TF Source. Um, they help with the figure um, supply. It's it started as um, Transformers Prime Beast Wars. Uh, I'm sorry, Beast Hunters bulkhead. Um, and we are kind of adding a custom head to it, designed by Ariel Lemon. Um, or some people may know him as Fake Busker. Mm -hmm. uh, he, he built the head in 3D, uh, exclusive for this class, and the head is cast in a uh, transparent resin, and we're going to be adding an LED light to that. Oh, nice! So it'll have a lot of eyes. Yeah, and um, and then we're just painting up the figure to look like an Earth mode slag. Very nice. Very nice. Thank you. I have a if, question. What's that? Okay, so your name is Frenzy Rumble. Yes. Instead of Rumble Frenzy. Yes. So which color comes first, red or blue? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> red fur or red fear? I'm more of the cartoon type guy. I, I, I stick to my... There so we go. Frenzy, there we go. So Frenzy, Frenzy Rumble would be red blue. Red blue, yeah. yeah. I, know, I, 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 I spend more time on the cartoon than I did with the actual toys. That's the way. That's I mean, the way inside I never, Galvatron. I never owned the toys as a kid. Yeah. I had the toys. They were one of the few I had. As My a kid, only exposure to those two characters was the cartoon. <coughs> I didn't even know there was right. a controversy until I was an adult and got yeah. on the internet. Right. I'm like, wait, what? The name shouldn't change because of that. And then somebody was like, Rib oh yeah, look, rear at the toy, look at the yeah. toy package. I'm like, well, that's weird. Yeah. Yeah. If. If he can grab uh, grab the uh, slag there here in a minute, uh, yeah, that'd be uh, cool. we'll show it a little bit here online. Um, if anybody has any questions uh, right now, I'm monitoring the Twitter feed. Um, I don't. Uh, my screens are so uh, conglomerated right now. I, I'm not able to actually view the YouTube feed. So if you're watching this live right now and have any questions, feel free to tweet us at tfylp, and I will see it come up on the screen here and. If you have any questions for Frenzy Rumble while we have him on, um, we'll be uh, happy to ask them to him. Um, uh, Michael, uh, would you mind handing us uh, the slag right there on the on the corner? Um, but yeah, uh, things are a little bit hectic here on the floor, so we might have to break away for uh, for a minute or two. But uh, yeah, it's really nice. Uh, I like how the eyes are lit up. Thanks. Yeah, I'm, I. Um, 
I modified them pretty easily so that the chest actually opens up. Bring in the webcam here a little bit. You can see this or not. And then inside here we keep the electronics. You can see that. And then the LED lights right there. So basically the on-off switch is hidden within his chest. Mm -hmm. He transforms just the same. Everything's, everything else is the same. Very nice. Repaint new head and electronics. And this is based on the uh, uh, Transformers Prime bulkhead mold. Uh, yeah, the, the Beast Hunter. The Beast Hunter bulkhead. Yep. It's the same one that they uh, had at Shard that Get Right Robot had at Shardicon as their uh, land shark. Okay. Let me uh, bring cool it in. He's got some decent articulation and uh, makes a good slag. Makes a good slag. Yeah, he's a nice bulky shape to him, you know. Hopefully, it's uh, not too out of focus here. Kind of. See the detail in the, in the painting is is phenomenal on it, and uh, the eyes are lit up. Um, it doesn't come through very well here in this room. They're actually off right now. Um, <laughs> yeah, but they, I was saying though they do light up, and it's it's really really cool figure. Uh, notice you've got some other uh, figures on display over here too. What? Uh, you yeah, those are just uh, some of my other online classes that I'm doing right now. Um, gosh, I've got a. Uh, kind of like a series going right now with the Protectabots. So right here we've got Streetwise and the participants in this class are, are actually in the middle of getting their kits right now. Uh, we just wrapped this up a couple days ago. Um, I, I really like the work you did with uh, with the Apex and Geminus mold where you took the third party twin twist and made him more G1 accurate. Um, for, those oh, yeah, of you, that, that, for those of you who aren't watching the streaming video, I'm holding up an actual G1 twin twist. But yeah, the uh, most customizers add articulation. You took it away. So the the figure that you're holding in the in your hand right now is yep. based on the uh, Beast Hunter smoke screen mold. I'm assuming. It's actually not Beast Hunters. It's or, just or Transformers or, Prime smoke okay. screen. And um, my whole yeah okay yeah uh, yeah we just I made some cosmetic changes to it. Um, we did the arm kibble removal part of the series, and then it's got a custom head, a new custom chest. Um, just to give it and the light bar to make yeah. it more like streetwise. Um, these these classes are usually available specifically online only. Mm -hmm. And uh, what I do is I I film with an HD camera and I walk through the process step by step. And uh, this is actually the second one. The first one we did was first first aid, mm -hmm. and we're working our way through to protect the bots and and eventually it's going to form defensor so oh so it will combine it will combine okay. after all yeah we've got gdo hotspot as himself as oh, wow. hotspot yeah and um, you know the whole combiner probably stands about 13 14 inches tall which is pretty Very nice, nice. Very they nice. they got a good although it's tf prime it's still got a good g1 aesthetic to it mm -hmm. so yeah it does it, it, I, and the colors are really really nice yeah I'll, uh, I'll bring it a little closer to the camera here for those that can you grab first aid please thanks if you want to see it, Excellent. that is Streetwise, made out of the Transformers Prime mold. Thank you. So like I mentioned, here we've got, if you want to show that one closer up, that's First Aid. That was oh, I love the head sculpt on this, too. And like I said, um, Ariel Lemon Fake Buster, he, he designs the heads exclusive for these classes, which is a cool um, little twist. And this is based on the uh, ratchet, uh, regular Prime Transformers Prime ratchet. ratchet. Yeah. So, and then the next up, we're doing blades and groove. So, okay. what uh, mold are you using for blades? For blades, we're actually using a combination of um, Tomahawk slash GDO Springer, 
and then the legs from Ratchet oh, modified. Okay. So it's, if you can imagine the top half being um, Springer, the bottom half being these legs, rather than those chicken legs that he's got. Yeah, yeah. So I guess uh, you're removing the, the truck parts. From the truck the parts coming off, the wheels are coming off, the knees are modified, the feet are modified, just so it doesn't look the same as, as Ratchet. Um, it's a really nice figure when you put the two together. It looks like a nice... I would have never thought of combining those two, but I can see how that would work. The, the ball joints, they pop perfectly on there. It's already made for it. so And it actually mm. folds up, goes underneath the, the uh, helicopter mode. So. Very nice. Yeah. Yeah, it's, got, it's a pretty cool series. I know the, the people in the class are very excited yeah, about it, which is cool. I love that tomahawk hole except for the chicken legs. Exactly. Now, yeah. I, I know you mentioned that uh, you, ha- you have a website yeah. that yeah. people can sign up to, to do these uh, yeah. online custom classes. Yeah. You want to tell us a little bit about it? and The uh, the best oh. way to, to find my activity would probably be on Facebook. Okay. So it's facebook.com forward slash Frenzy Rumble. Okay. Yeah. Um, and, uh, I'm sorry, I- Frenzy Rumble Customs. Frenzy, frenzy yeah, Rumble Customs, customs yeah. Okay. Yeah, someone else got Frenzy Rumble. Um, <laughs> that's, that's odd. Yeah. Um, the, uh, how much does the... Uh, does it, how much would it typically cost to do, uh, to do a custom class? I try to keep the cost as low as possible. Usually when, when you're doing a class like this, for example, um, the, this is actually going to form Defensor's Foot. So in addition to what you see here, it's actually got the foot... Uh, the foot part, mm-hmm. which slots into here. Um, the custom head comes with this kit, custom waist comes with this kit, the chest, and so that set, and then I have the paints, I have the brushes, I have the materials needed, like the uh, the water slide decal set, mm-hmm. you know, ready to go. Um, and then online access to the videos. Uh, generally, they're about $50, $60 shipped in the United States. That's, that's reasonable, and that's about what you can pay for like a third party figure of the same that's size. That's what I try so, to, yeah, yeah. that's, because I, I, I think of these appendage kits that are sometimes $30, $40 just for the kit, so, mm-hmm. yeah. Yeah, that's, that's very nice. We'll have, uh, Michael, if you want to uh, put this up here, over here. Um, I, one that really has caught my eye is the, uh, the Galvatron over there. Uh, that absolutely, I, I, I really want to show that. This is based on the Megatron mold, I believe, yes. from uh, Transformers Prime. This originally started as a commission, and the, the gentleman who commissioned it um, had the parts exclusively designed for this commission. But he, through a partnership, he kind of uh, is permitting me to allow these parts to be exclusive to a class as well. So I'm going to be having this class available soon online. Line. And this is going to basically come with a bunch of Shapeways parts, including the um, translucent orange cannon, the cannon holder here, which clips into the five millimeter port, which has all the the electronics inside of it. Uh, for the and so LED it does light, light up. It does light up. Okay. Uh, the, the the head, the shoulders, not the sword. The the uh, sword is separate, but but uh, pretty much everything else is going to have all that. And um, yeah, I think it really differentiates him from Megatron now. Show it off. And this is this the uh, this is not the custom blade from Doctor Wu. No, it is not. Okay, okay. That's actually designed by Fake Busker as well. Okay. Um, the hilt is the, the the blade itself. I did um, through the Klein. He actually just sent me a picture, and then I traced it and uh, cut it out of styrene. He wanted like a super accurate blade. Now, is this available for the online thing too? Like the, the I could sword? order. Well, just this kit. Like I could, I could the other one you said you could get the, the head and all that stuff with the kit. Yes. And then take the online, watch the online yeah. video. Could I do that with this Galvatron? Yes, that's yeah, what the, the, that's what the kit's gonna have. It's gonna have the parts 
directly from Shapeways. They're not going to be cast, so they're going to be in uh, the Shapeways poly resin printed material. Mm -hmm. So my biggest focus on this class is just to get people over the intimidation of Shapeways parts because I know a lot of people see Shapeways and they're like, oh, I don't like the quality of it. Yeah. But, I mean, you guys they are vouch, generally rough. But you yeah. guys can vouch that this looks like plastic. And, yeah, you know, yeah, I mean, this looks does. like once, once you get it. Shapeways, yeah, if you do a little bit of sanding, some, some primer, I mean, exactly. come out just as smooth as just plastic. Just as smooth as plastic. So that's kind of what I want to get people over that fear because, I mean, Shapeways is a, as a source to get 3D printed parts at that price custom mm -hmm. is, is it's an unbelievable uh, Now, I do know that uh, the Master thing. Shooter Collectibles uh, actually uh, uh, prototyped the original Mega Gun and uh, Brown King with uh, Shapeways. Okay. Uh, and uh, Speaking of Master Shooter Collectibles, yeah, they kinda, have an exclusive here this weekend. Yeah, I was, I was actually going to mention that here in a moment, so if you want... Uh, well, you we'll already mentioned it, so I thought I'd I segue. But, uh, well... Uh, this right here is just, I mean, I know he he's all over it, but fat, I, I fat, love fat, fat, fat. I love Galvatron, too. Fat, he's fat, always fat, been a... Fat, 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 fat. This is wrong video. Fat, <laughs> fat, 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 fat. Yes, yes, that's what she did. <laughs> but, um, matter of fact, that's what the back of her shirt So, I don't know if you can, it came through, but... <laughs> but, uh, um... Yeah, this is uh, this, uh, phenomenal work here. And um, now, you did the uh, custom class last year for Slagacon. Yes. Yep. Uh, what was we the, did two of them actually? Okay. One each day. We did a, a zombie cliff jumper, and um, using a TF Prime cliff jumper mold, and then we did a uh, fall Cybertron prowl. Okay. Using, uh, uh, using I was jazz. there. I was there last year, but I, I don't remember uh, seeing them that. That much, but uh, of course I didn't take either class because, like I, I was telling you earlier, I really suck at at, at, at uh, kit bashing and, yeah. and customs. Uh, I know I mentioned on an earlier episode of the podcast I I tried painting it. Yeah, I attempted an alternator smokescreen with G1 colors and failed miserably. But uh, well, it was in G1 colors. Yeah. And then there wasn't I, a complete failure. And then and then uh, and then once I got it finished and admired it in both modes, uh, modes. Did the door fall off? Then I broke a door off. Yeah, I think I think a lot of people that just they, they fear the intimidation of just going, yeah, you know, breaking the surface. And once once you get into it though, once you get you know what you're doing a little bit, yeah, it, it becomes second nature. It's kind of easy. My yeah. advice has always been: don't be afraid of breaking the toys. Number one, if you're willing to try to learn the skills to do it, you can repair a break, or if you have to, just buy another figure. If, if money is so tight and you can't afford to go pick up another deluxe because you broke one, then you probably can't afford to be kit bashing to start with. Yeah. So well, don't be afraid of breaking a toy. If you do, you just learn from it. And also, oh, I'm sorry, but in that in that regard, a broken toy to me is just another more kibble that I can work for other projects. So it's not a yeah. total loss. Or kit bash fodder. Yeah, yeah, it's like, yeah. you know, something's good on that broken toy still. You can right. still use it. My my biggest fear, uh, it's, not, it's not necessarily a fear. It's just a concern is... Uh, is if I'm going to do a custom, I want to do it right, and um, I don't want to screw it up so bad that you know when you're done with it, you're just not happy with it. It's like you almost feel like your efforts are wasted. Yeah. And to me, that's you know that's the way I would feel, and I I, I kind of have a fear of that. But I, I think that's legitimate. But at the same time, if you've got artistic skill and 
and and love Transformers or anything for that. Well, matter. I yeah. think the instructional videos help because when you try to do kit bashing, you're just on your own yeah. trying to figure it out and do it. Right. I think something like you know Frenzy Rumble's videos to help walk you through it yeah. probably would have been a lot more successful. Yeah, yeah. that's that's trying to what, there, what I'm trying to do. There are tricks and techniques and things you could apply that you didn't know, but he could have probably watched you do that kit bash and be like, oh no, here, do this instead. Do, no, no, do it that way, do it this way, mm-hmm. and you'd have been much happier with the results. Yeah. Well, um, it's kind of like you know, the, the, I just bought a DSLR a couple weeks ago, and uh, and um, one of the great things with uh, you know, a lot of people not Best Buy, but I, I bought mine at Best Buy, and they came, it came with a bundle package, you know. And part of the bundle package was an instructional DVD uh, that tells you how to use this really um, complex camera. I mean, there's so many different settings on it. I, you know, I've been a point-and-shoot photographer uh, for as long as I've, I've, I've done any photography, and this camera is way more advanced than I've ever, ever attempted before. But this video, I mean, I can actually put it in my DVD player and play it and, you know, watch it and look. It explains the buttons, and and if I don't understand something, rewind it. Pause it. Pause it. You know, and I, I assume it could be applied the same for the customer. Exactly. That's exactly my thing is that, you know, if you, you were doing, for example, this thing, this Galvatron class, I would... I don't cut anything out. Everything that I do from, I'll, I would recreate this for the videos, mm-hmm. step by step. So I'll be like, you know, paint this in gray. Next, we're going to paint this in gray. And I, I, I literally walk you through every single brush stroke, so that you know, and everything's categorized into sections and colors and different techniques. So you could pause and do it at your own leisure, which is mm-hmm. the best part about it. Because I've got guys who, you know, got 20 kids or whatever, and they're or they're really busy, and they might have, be able to work on it a half hour half a week. Half hour yeah. a week. That's it. I mean, I've yeah. got. Uh, a Grimlock kit that I released back in March that people are still just tapping into now, mm-hmm. and that makes you know a lot more sense because some guys, you know, they they, they open it up and they, they work on it immediately, and some guys haven't even opened up the box yet. Yeah. So now uh, I wonder if they're uh, just out of curiosity, since the uh, Sharpticon Megatron mold is slightly uh, different than this mold, mm-hmm. uh, maybe do like a magma bath galvatron <laughs> you know there's some ideas there <laughs> I, I do like that figure i, I, yeah. I like that mold. i'm not sure what you do with the shark face on a galvatron that would be kind of weird yeah that's make it uh, kind of hide it by making it look like melting uh, uh magma kind of coming out of the uh, out oh, like of the, lava running yeah. out of the teeth would be lava yeah that would be cool that's an idea. Like, it's like it's oozing out of his uh out of his joints and stuff well i mean it's like you have his uh uh, his panels here and everything it's like lava kind of oozing out of it that would be cool because you know he just rose up out of the magma ideas it's <laughs> <laughs> a good idea I like it um, well uh, I believe uh, we got some other podcast uh, stuff to do here uh, after a while uh, oh yeah we, uh, don't want to mention this uh, don't want to mention it it's just don't terrible don't forget to mention this yeah um we got a, uh, a Slagacon exclusive uh, Master Shooter Collectibles, uh, Strange Dog. It is a uh, Target Master version of Weird Wolf, um, and I'm, I'm rather partial to it um, for, for, for obvious reasons. reasons. Yeah, um, They're limited to how many? Finishing each other's sentences now. Yes. 25. 25. So there's only 25, well, actually 26, one, uh, yeah, uh, one for one. me. So well, there's, I, and a couple I kept for myself. Yeah. So... Yeah, less, for sale. less than thirty <laughs> of these uh, in existence, and uh, they're really cool. Um, and 
if there's any left over, I'm sure they'll be available on. Uh, uh, yes, uh, uh, Facebook.com forward slash Master Shooter Collectibles. Uh, anything doesn't sell the show. Like the ones we had at uh, Charlottecon, there were 35 of each set, um, and I had some left over. Sold we sold those on, on Facebook pretty quickly. So same way with these, I'm sure there'll be some left because uh, they're not exactly flying out right now. So just like us, you know, the Facebook page, and after this, you know, con is over. Put a message up, let you know how many are left, and first come, they're, first serve. And, and they're not flying out, not because that there's, they suck or anything. It's just that, you know, there might not be a lot of people here that's interested in Weird Wolf. So. Well, I, I, what I'm really seeing is I, I think it's just this economy in general. I've noticed a lot yeah. of people are tired or fisted with the money. Yeah. They don't want to let it go well, really easy. I actually made my first purchase a while ago, and, and I've only made, I've been here, well, since the con started. And I've got I've made one purchase and it was uh, Toy World's Hardbone, which is really awesome. And yeah, actually, he's been walking uh, around stroking his Hardbone all day. Yeah, <laughs> but uh, it's as, as, it's actually currently at the uh, Captured Prey booth. Which is, uh, I want to also uh, plug our sponsor, CapturedPrey.com. Great toys, great prices, great service. CapturedPrey.com. And if you're watching um, this in the uh, Cincinnati area or anywhere surrounding, uh, come on out and see us here at uh, SlaggerCon. It's not too late to come out today or come out tomorrow. Yeah, it's only twenty dollars at the door to get in. Uh, and that's a deal because there's there's a lot of great stuff going on here, uh, and there's that's the problem. good news about people being kind of tight with the money is if you've got money to spend, dealers are more willing to deal because stuff's just not flying as fast as they'd like to see it. So. Exactly, exactly, and uh, and I can attest. I mean, we're looking around the room. I'll I'll pick the cam up and kind of kind of pan around. Hopefully, as you can see, there's there's a lot a lot of vendors here. Um, huge great, dealer room, huge dealer room, lots of lots of great deals to be had. Um, so you know, don't be don't be shy and don't uh, don't let past experiences with uh, uh, SlagaCon. I know last year's was a little bit low, as uh, Chad was mentioning last year. But attendance is uh, up. Like, it's yeah. definitely busier than last year. Most definitely, attendance is up, and that's 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 really really encouraging. Um, and uh, like like Insane Galvatron said, if you're in the Cincinnati area. Um, and our, uh, even if you're three or four hours away, make the trip out tomorrow. Yeah, yeah. I mean, and twenty dollars. I mean, uh, if if you're within a, a, a two hour drive of here, it's probably what twenty five dollars in gas and twenty dollars to get in. You know, twenty five dollars in gas if you drop a gas gun. Yeah, yeah. Well, I, I have a six cylinder, so yeah. <laughs> um, uh, it's 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 really uh, uh, it's a really good deal. Um, I noticed uh, one thing uh, also before we get off here. Uh, you also have another exclusive here that's uh, it's not Slagacon exclusive, I'm sure, no. but it's uh, uh, Frenzy Rumble um, Mugen Cali Caliber. Uh, uh, Ungon Scope. Um, Mugen Scepter, Scope, right? right? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Um, I've got uh, five left right now for okay. sale here. And um, it's basically uh, KFC, Keith's Fantasy Club's KFC's uh, Mugen Scope, and I kind of just made some alterations to it. Um, Make them a little more G1 uh, accurate, and mm -hmm. um, you know, it's in the sealed box and ready to go. Those are 85 at the show. Awesome. I know they're um, typically around that same price point for the the retail version. For the retail, yeah. And um, you know, you pick it up here, it's five dollars less than if you were to buy it online from me, mm -hmm. and uh, you don't have to pay for shipping. So it's a, it's kind of a steal. Definitely. And you've got one on display over there, it's too. It's a great, for people great figure. I mean, yes. the articulation on it is insane, and the, the, the proportions and the... Yeah, if you want to hand us one of the, the moving scopes. Yeah. Yeah, this is the uh, the, the Mugen scope the, uh, from the Keith Fantasy Club, and this is a Frenzy Rumble uh, custom. 
Um, can you grab a box too, please? Thanks. Hopefully, you can get the. There you go. Zoom in on Looks really nice. And they come in, in a, uh, their own unique boxes, um, which has the foil. Uh, the foil um, stickers on it to make it different, and they're they're actually uh, numbered because they're limited edition and signed. Mm -hmm. So this is number 46 of 50, right here. Very so. nice. Uh, check that out. Frenzy Rumble exclusive, Mugen Scope from Keith's Can uh, Fantasy Club. They are numbered limited editions. Um, and how much again uh, was it? It was 85. 85. Yeah. Not bad. I mean, uh, this figure is extremely uh, detailed and uh, posable. Um, the plastic, I've heard a lot of people on the, on the message boards knocking the feel of the quality of the plastic, and it feels just as good as anything Hasbro would release, honestly. I've got it here in my hand, as you can see, and it's really good quality. Um and uh, does, just out of curiosity, does the repro label uh, Autobot and Sim? It comes Sim on comes there. On? Yeah, okay. I put that on there. Basically, the changes that I did to the figure was uh, I added some details into my the face. Sorry. I added some details into the face, uh, put the faction symbol on there, repainted the forearms and upper legs in the G1 Accurate teal, um, repainted this part silver, this part black, this silver, added some detail here into the treads on the back of the arms and uh, the little things there on the feet. Mm -hmm. I mean, even the feet are... And I've noticed the, uh, the, the head actually has some really nice light popping going on, too. It does, yeah. There's two heads with this kit. Uh, I'm sorry, with this figure. There's the uh, the one with the monocle and then there's one with the two eyes. So, And both have good light piping going through them. Yeah. They're super articulated, though. I mean, even the... the the arm, just the arm, for example, it's got the ball joint in the chest, then it's got articulation at the shoulder, swivels at the upper arm, and then it's got a double hinged elbow so that he can actually go all the way up like that. You know, the hands are on ball joints, so it's a really great figure. It's got waist articulation, heads on a ball joint, um, upper legs swivel, and they're on ball joints, double knee ratchet. A double knee hinge. Mm -hmm. And like I said, the feet are on ball joints and they also have hinges about halfway up on them. Amazing figure, though. Yeah, it is. For, it is very nice. For its size. And, and not uh, cheap feeling at all. I mean, if, no. if, if anybody's been hedging on it uh, and, and not sure about it, uh, it's not cheap. Um, the... Uh, uh, the quality of it's really nice, and yeah. I, I like the really big gun too. It's amazing that the, the amount of work that went into this from KFC is just it, it's impressive because this gun is actually cast in I think six or seven parts. They, they made that mold out of. There's two parts for the front, two parts here, and then it just it splits down the middle. That's how they create it. But it's, it's yeah, you know, and it's hand, they put it together by hand, so it's it's really impressive. For it is. It is very impressive because you can notice down here at the cannon. It's got the hole, mm -hmm. right? Which is something you don't typically see on a gun. Usually, it's flush. And also the uh, there, the scope is well. scope yeah. too. So that's something. It's a little minor thing, but it, it, it makes a big difference. Small details. A lot, and, yeah. and and a lot of fans they talk about like third party products and and how expensive they are. And a lot of the times, it's because of the detail that you just don't get from official product. They're toys. giving us what we what we yeah. always complain about, exactly. and then we're like, you know, yeah, and it's then expensive, right? it's too expensive. 
Uh, I know uh, uh, Captain Prey's got the Bovis over there, and uh, I'm I'm seriously thinking about picking one up because uh, I had one pre-ordered from him. I still haven't paid for it yet, and uh, and I was actually able to get in in the uh, the early bird pre-order pricing, yeah. so I can actually get it cheaper than what he's got it priced at over here. Um, but right now, I'm, I hope I'm, I can unload a couple of these things to help pad some uh, some spending money here. Um, uh, also, uh, one more thing to note: um, I believe is is it Xtac? It's got the is this his table here? Not quite sure. Um, yeah, he uh, they've got there is a raffle going on for five dollars uh, for a raffle ticket, uh, or if you spend uh, five, more than five dollars. Every five dollars, every five you can get a uh, you can get a ticket and um, uh, have a chance to win a Generations Metroplex. So you can literally spend five dollars and could possibly win a Generations Metroplex. Uh, and I believe the uh, if you see this right now, you probably have about six hours before the drawing. Uh, I believe the uh, three forty-five. I believe it's whenever he's going to have the drawing, uh, and uh, uh, you know, who would want to uh, miss out on an opportunity to get a Generations Metroplex for? Well, I mean, twenty bucks to get in and five dollars, so twenty-five bucks for a Generations Metroplex. Uh, <laughs> I, I think that that would be a deal. Uh, I want to quick uh, see highlights and things here. Uh, looks like there's, uh, the SlagaCon pizza party will be at 5 o'clock this afternoon. Uh, general admission has opened up by now. It is 11.15 as we're broadcasting. The so general admission has opened up. Autograph sessions have started up at 10.30. Um, so we've got a lot lot going on here. Sorry, I had a, had a customer at my booth. Well, yeah, fun. Come out and see us. I've got a split, too, because I have a class okay. in 10 minutes. <laughs> okay. Thank you thank so much for joining for us, and, and I hope to see you again. Thank you. Take care, man. Uh, thank you, everyone, for joining us on this special edition of Transformers for Your Listening Pleasure. Um, we will be coming back uh, some possibly later today, if not uh, tonight or tomorrow, uh, most definitely tomorrow. Uh, I know Chad Williams from Slagacon wants to get on here, and uh, we're going to talk about him. Uh, and uh, and I'm sure he'll tell us more about the... I like toys. Yes. Uh, I'm sure he'll want to uh, talk about uh, how Slagacon's going. Like uh, right now it looks like it's a major success, especially uh, giving, uh, given uh, what happened last year. You know, I don't want to keep good mentioning it. Good recovery. Good yes, recovery. it's making a really good recovery. Um, and as you can see in the background, there's plenty of people here. Uh, so... Uh, um, Come on out if you're not, uh, if you hadn't thought about doing it yet, um, and we hope to see you here. I'm uh, Weird Wolf, along with me is Insane Galvatron, and uh, special guest uh, Frenzy Rumble, and our Gopher guy, Michael Perez. Say hi, Mike. Hi. <laughs> now you've made an appearance on TFYLP. <laughs> uh, thank you for listening to us, and look for us on Twitter at TFYLP. And also on Facebook.com slash groups slash TFYLP um, for further updates. As usual, also check out TFTalk.net also for further updates. Our next guest, people may know from Cybertron.com's podcast, as well as the Honest Movie Trailers, John 3.0. For your listening pleasure, uh, some SlagaCon uh, coverage going on here. We have... Uh, with us, John Bailey, or John 3.0. Hi, Amy. <laughs> we are broadcasting live. Um, we uh, 
we're trying to get uh, Arlene Vanis and uh, Buster Jones over here as well, but uh, they have to go and meet their airplane, and we were not uh, made aware of uh, how early they had to depart, so we apologize for that. Um, but we still have John. <laughs> I'm your we, crappy substitute. No, we, we were going to have a whole crew <laughs> and here. your consolation prize. <laughs> Or, or, or. We was going to have a whole crew here, but uh, it just uh, didn't work out that way. But, uh, John, you want to tell us a little bit about your work? And uh, uh, I'm a professional voice actor. Uh, I got into this job because of Transformers mostly. Um, when I was uh, eight, uh, five years old, I heard Peter Cullen voice for the first time and started doing Optimus Prime voices and screwing around with different impressions and uh, eventually led to a full-time career, so... Uh, I do the voice of Iowa's trailers on Screen Junkies channel. I do uh, character reviews, reviewing toys uh, badly because it's funny. Uh, I do some sketch comedy stuff. I do a lot of animated. I do a lot of parodies, spoofs to Transformers and GI Joes, things like that. And uh, yeah, so and I, I was also the uh, the council member, or the uh, council man, the council man uh, in uh, X Men, uh, X Men, not X Men, XCOM, uh, Enemy Unknown and Enemy Within, which is coming out any day now. I think. So, yeah, and I got that job because I did such a great Peter Cullen voice. So uh, the guys from Two Gay Games heard what they wanted to hear, and they were like, "We don't really want to audition. We know what we want." So now I'm Hello, Commander. <laughs> That's like my go-to thing. It's gonna be on my tombstone probably. I think. Uh, I, like I, I told you yesterday, I didn't even know that you did the honest trailers. Uh, yeah, a lot of people don't. I don't look like a guy. That sound, I guess I, people just assume that I'm just a fat white guy. I don't know why. <laughs> <laughs> Actually, when I hear the vo the tra movie trailer voice, I think of like an old guy with gray hair. Everybody does. Yes. yes. And yeah. most of, most of us are really. Like I mean, a there's only fat, a, balding white guy. Yeah, there's only like uh, thinning. Well, hey, you're there's like, nothing wrong with balding. I want to wear it like this, but my wife said she, she divorced me. Your, your hairline's not receding; it's just slowly running away from your face. Yeah. That, that that hair care product, man. I don't know why. It works really good on my back, I guess, from washing it down. <laughs> I got plenty of hair back there, but not enough up here. Yeah. Um, I forget what it is. It's, it's the dandruff shampoos that takes it, like, it takes the hair that's planted up here and forces it to regrow on your back. Yeah, and it like body. moves it like irrigation. Yeah. Or on your butt, depending yeah. on who you are. <laughs> little, depending on how much you got back there, it's extra cushioning when you sit on the airplane. Yeah. Um, but yeah, there's only a, flap, yeah, there's only maybe a dozen guys that do movie trailers. Yeah, and most of us are in our thirties or so. You know. mm -hmm. so. Well, like I said, uh, I know, <laughs> I know that uh, that my wife, uh, she, she, we were watching some honest movie movie trailers the other day, and, and she and I were just laughing till we couldn't. Uh, they were they're absolutely hilarious. What's your favorite one of those? Uh, so far, my two favorites are the ones we just the, we just did Pacific Rim. And because I love that movie, but it was so stupid in so many ways. And uh, they actually, they actually took my input a lot more than normal because I I was such a big fan of the movie anyways, and I had a lot. Because sometimes they they they'll do an honest trailer and they have a couple of writers and then they have me and I'm pretty quick thinking on my feet. Sometimes when I'll I'll improv some lines while we record and they'll they'll leave it in because they like it or it's funny or whatever, or I'll change up a line that I think is funnier and just add that to what they wrote. And then they'll make it in, but I don't usually get a big say in the writing process. And with Pacific Rim, like the whole thing with the, the neural bridge and being drift compatible, like the whole thing, I, we, we all three of us work together on that to make it really, really funny. And Jurassic Park 3D, for some reason, that one just it's just so, especially the gold the gold blue, and they start playing the. <laughs> they got 
you know, Malcolm all sexy and <laughs> sure playing, the, playing the 70s porn music. <laughs> Pretty much. And and I think a, a good one for that from that fave group is probably Superman Four, because it's it's really old school. I went like old Don La, Don LaFontaine voiceover on it, and they uh, they actually made it look really bad, like videotape quality. Uh, it was it was funny. It was a good job. Uh, I started with the on the trailers on Lord of the Rings is my first one. So uh, next month, I think next month will be a year with them now. Nice. So I'm the I'm the second movie trailer voice for Honest Trailers. Okay. But I did, it was so funny because they, they found me through YouTube, but then they realized I actually did movie trailers for a living. So when we first started off, I was doing them like the jobs I normally do, and people were like, man, this is too good. It needs to sound cheesier. <laughs> yeah. So then I realized, oh, I, I can't treat this like a real job, so i got to ham it up some and not be as good as I normally would be. <laughs> you know, now that, now that we're talking about this subject, we should have had him intro the podcast in his movie trailers. You blew it, man. It's all over it. Yeah, blew it. <laughs> maybe, maybe in a blew it like a Chinese. This whole thing never I, happened. If Sabretron ever finds out, you guys are going to get job. <laughs> no, that's like a, that's another website that gets mad when you mention other podcasts. I'm sure Sabretron's is cool it? with it. Okay, I, I, I didn't realize. That. I, I don't know. I don't know. Wait, wait, wait that podcast doesn't exist because you know they act like we don't exist and they don't exist to us. I, I have no problem. I tried. Sabre, I tried to bring no, the old parties together. together. I have no uh, problem mentioning Sabretron.com on. Our website, Sabertron.com, is a, <laughs> is a good website. So. I've tried to bring uh, both podcasts together and uh, work out our differences and uh, see if we can come to some kind of uh, mutual cross-promotional uh, kind of thing. Go totally political. We need to combinify the two podcasts together <laughs> for, for, for brotherhood. <laughs> we need to transformify them, if you would. <laughs> and I like need to I like, uh, like a verticus. <laughs> one of them, there are You know, we'll, we'll all go down and get some tacos together. It'll be awesome. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, I, uh, they should make a taco transformer. It'd be amazing. I know we've uh, we they, they do. It's called Taco Bell. It transforms food into poo really fast. <laughs> we we recently did a uh, uh, a diarrhea. We recently did a uh, joint podcast with Radio Free Cybertron and everything, and and I welcome a a chance to uh, do a joint podcast with Cybertron yeah. if they're interested. You know, anytime. Yep. Uh, just let me know. Um, you know, we broadcast. That's right. Yeah. Now you got to do your Bill Clinton because he mentioned the word joint. That's true. Yes. I did not smoke weed. I it's did not have sexual relations with that me. woman. She had sexual relations with, with me. me. I should be suing her. <laughs> I should be suing her. I did not have sexual relations her with mouth. that woman. I had sexual relations with her dress. Actually, his, his, cigar, his cigar did. Um, but <laughs> and, and it's her dress. Yeah. Her, her mouth called me mental anguish. I should be suing her. Yeah. <laughs> um, mental pain and suffering. So uh, you've uh, you've also done some transformer a lot of transformer related work like yeah. in games and stuff uh, uh, and uh, some videos I, I believe yeah I do like I mentioned I do spoofs and uh, my friend Blaster Inc anybody that that likes transformers in general should should subscribe to him anyway because uh, he does he does a lot of great animations work and my other friend Gabriel Jean um, he's actually working on. An unofficial slash official project called the Dark Glass Project, which is an episode of Beast Wars that was never aired. Mm. And these guys made all the original Beast Wars models from scratch, and it freaking looks amazing. Wow. So Josh does my spoof stuff, and uh, usually Gabriel helps more on the uh, promo, promo stuff type stuff, like a lot of conventions that I'll be a guest at. 
like part of the deal if they want to book me to be a guest, I was like, well, I'll, I'll make a promo for you if you, if you as long as you give me enough time to get it made. So like SlagerCon last year, I did the promo for it, and I got Neil Ross to get in it. Greg Berger was in it. I do. Remember, uh, Michael yeah. Bell uh, was supposed to be in it. Uh, Hal Rail was in it. And of course, I had to take on Sledge because getting Frank Welker would be impossible. Yeah. Um, <laughs> well, didn't you uh, do a, one of those fan dubs or headmasters? They started up on episode seven. I helped. I helped out with the gut. That's the same group. Gabriel's in, involved okay. with that group too. Um, they're from TF Cog. I bet. I think um, they did a lot of fan dub stuff, and they had me do prime form. And um, but yeah, I, I never actually officially. Did. I started off YouTube doing dubs, and just to do something funny, I, had, I it dawned on me that Robert Stack was the voice of Ultra Magnus, but he also hosted Unsolved Mysteries. Uh, yeah. So I just like I like taking two things and sticking them together. That's, that's you know. Um, oh, that sounds very it does. Yes, it does. I like to take one thing and stick it into another thing. Um, so I had the idea to have it's Ultra Magnus point out all the flaws in like the old cartoons and stuff. So he's like the death of Optimus Prime. Was it a conspiracy? Was it an elaborate hoax? On the next edition of Transformers Unsolved Mysteries, <laughs> they got like the whole theme going, and because somebody, somebody you know, showed if were, me if that were a weekly short on YouTube, I would subscribe. Yeah, yeah. The problem is, it took me so long. But now that I can do computer animation, you know, I, I've got. A, I had him put a trench coat on Magnus. <laughs> So I was like, I could probably do like a weekly short time thing with with unsolved mysteries. And just take actual episodes, you know, and edit together, you know, like as Robert Stack because yeah, okay, narrating through it under the fair use. Like notice right here. Yeah, under the, the fair use, I can't exactly. Skin, but in the next scene, he does. It's Soundwave and Autobot or Decepticon. You never know because the symbol changes. You know, stuff like that. I can point out that because Science it's under fair use. What the hell? So, yeah, Science <laughs> Wipe, the best infiltrator ever, because in this scene we see him standing right next to Megatron, and Megatron yeah. doesn't seem to notice. Or the fact that the Perceptor basically destroys Devastator with one kick or one one blast, but you know, <laughs> couldn't stop him in the movie. Mm -hmm. Is there a conspiracy there? You never know. Um, so yeah, that, that's where I started. Was and then when I realized with the copyright rules, even when you redubbed it and you re-edited it, because I would put those those reenactment scenes in there, and I would do really bad, really really bad cosplays like. For Shockwave, I put on a purple shirt and a plunger on my hand and one of those headlamps you buy for your dad on Father's Day. And I'm just like looking, you know, I was doing like the, the Cybertron landing. Like how how did Spike and Carly breathe on Cybertron? <laughs> they're just running around. And wouldn't the gravity be like super strong because they're giant freaking robots, you know? So they should well, be pinned think, to the ground and gravity, dying. I think gravity would be less. That's how they keep reclamping. They themselves being so heavy. Either way, there's no way humans should Mad be running wall. around. So I just point out the flaws in the show and eventually that kind of caught on. And, well, uh, my understanding of copyright laws, it's uh, you can do it under fair use parody as long as you're parodying it. You're, yeah, but it's not really, from from working with honest trailers. I found it, it needs to be a straight up, uh, you know, basically a critique of something. It can't just be a spoof that's just been re redubbed. So they Hasbro has basically done copyright claims. But the good thing is because they have this acknowledged third party content stuff now, I can keep my videos up without getting my partnership taken down. So. They put their ads on it, whatever they want to put on there. So I just I do all new content now. I, all the models we make are all completely done from scratch and stuff. So, um, but yeah, I do a lot of spoof stuff. Um, I started this new thing called Transformers Generation with the the I as a one, and uh, because somebody else got mad that I did Transformers Generation one because apparently he copyrighted that name. Uh, mm. <laughs> no, I, it wasn't it wasn't directly done to try to copy anybody else's thing. I just wanted I wanted to do Transformers Gen uh, Generate G one related stuff, whether it's a review type thing. I wanted to do something I'm still working on, so stop motion comic, where it combines stop motion animation and most comic, uh, motion comic animation, and redo some of the old stories, like the old Marvel comic stories, the Car Wash of Doom. Mm -hmm. Who wouldn't want to see this? Because I mean, kids probably never, these days they never, they might like G1, but they've probably never even heard of that. 
and some of the stuff that we would just love. Car Wash of Doom really made Ratman a character. I did. Made me like him. It was the most ridiculous concept I've ever heard. Hey, these robots that we're trying to kill turn into cars. Let's make a car wash. Yep. Because that's just totally where Autobots go to get clean. And for some reason, they don't have showers in their base or whatever. Every time I hear that title, too, I I feel like Vincent Price should be doing it. It's the car wash of doom. (laughs) (laughs) So, yeah, that got me noticed. And then I just started doing... uh, I started doing these fake review videos, and I do I do movie reviews, but I do them as the movie trailer guy because that's you know they make them nice and short, and uh, not anybody never but nobody ever agrees with me. I got a lot of haters. They're like Resident Evil Retribution is the best movie ever made. You mean people don't like them short? Yeah, apparently. That's just what she said. Like, don't be Asians are cool. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, they like, they, they like them bigger. They're just not used to it. Picard facepalm. <laughs> And Riker, baseball. Oh, wait, I shaved the beard. Um, and then uh, I started doing, um, working with Break.com on, on his trailers and the Screen Junkie show, just whatever random crap they throw my way. Uh, and that got me on how it should have ended. And it just kind of blew up from there. And I, I, get, I get some, you know, non-union request type stuff for different things through YouTube, but mainly that's just my screwing around for fun, waiting for real work to call <laughs> type stuff. So uh, yeah, it's whatever whatever pops in my head, anything that, that might be funny, um, the, the the Transformers Generation thing it gives me a chance. So sometimes I get like I got Victor Corelli to do the the intro for us. Yeah. And I thought he was dead, so that was that was cool. <laughs> that would be <laughs> well, one way to prevent him from awesome. actually. That's doing what I it. said too. I was like, you know, a lot of people think you're dead. He's like, you know, I get that a lot. He's like, I'm just retired. <laughs> So uh, yeah, I did. I did one called one of my favorite ones. It was called Green Energy or Green Energy, and I took I took the '80s characters, but I put them in the modern day. So you know, they, Megatron was always after oil. So he goes to a plant, and they're like, "We only have green, we're a green energy plant." And he's like, and, you know, and then it dawned on me. Remember the episode, the famous episode where they all got drunk from drinking too much Energon. Yeah. And, and it dawned on me. Yeah, it dawned on me. He's like, "Well, if purple Energon gets some drunk, what would green energy?" But green energy on cubes. What would that? What would that? Like exactly. So they're all sitting in a circle, and Megatron's like, "Dude, look how huge my hands are!" And my favorite line was Soundwave saying, uh, "I've listened to these tapes thousands of times, but I've never really heard them before." <laughs> <laughs> and uh, my favorite thing that that my animator uh, that Josh does is uh, he he actually does some of the old on purpose does some of the old school problems that the original show had. Like sometimes Soundwave. As an Autobot symbol instead of a Decepticon symbol, just random stuff like that. Yeah. They'll have a Decepticon at the Autobot base or vice versa. I love or, or a black star scream. Yeah, or, uh, like miscolored blue, characters. Blue sky. There's even been a few times well, the one where that most people don't know, really notice is in Transformers the movie. Starscream is wielding Megatron when they're on the shuttle and they're killing Prowl and Ironhide Ratchet. Right. And then there's a scene that cuts over to other Decepticons who are also shooting, and there's another Starscream there. Yep. Should have been either Skywalker or Thundercracker. Mm-hmm. Yep. But it's a second Starscream. One of my favorite things that he did. I don't even know if he did it on purpose or not, but. Of recording because I record everything separate and then let him animate it based on give kind of a storyboard type thing, and uh, I had Thundercracker talking to you know in that that circle, and then he has Skywarp talking with Thundercracker's voice, and that's a perfect old G one thing. You always heard characters talking with the wrong voice. Well, I always loved it when you had two characters on screen and one would talk. And then the voice would change. Supposed to be yep. the first talking, but the lips were still moving on the first one. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. And the other person, the other one, is just standing there like this. You heard their voice come out. <laughs> See that, that that makes it feel. I mean, ventriloquism. <laughs> Transformers. <laughs> They're robots. They can do that. I'm sure. But that makes it feel. You know, that makes it give that retro feel. It makes. And I had so many people that are like, dude, this so took me back. I really felt like a kid again watching G1 because it had all the same kind of stuff in it. And, uh, people tend to like that stuff. So that's the stuff I just do for fun. 
and then professionally, uh, you know, video you games. You need to do some trailer. kind of spoof video where you play on the fact that Prime of Trailer doesn't actually disappear. It just goes invisible. And I have somebody trip over it or something. Oh, well, that's actually going to be... I kind of sneak up behind all the Prime and trip fall That's in. actually a future <laughs> Unsolved Mysteries. That's actually a future Unsolved Mysteries episode. Is, was, where did, where did, where did Barricade disappear to? Where does Prime's Trailer disappear to? Well, do you remember when uh, Takara released the uh, Sleep Mode Convoy from the Perfect Edition no. of the trailer? <laughs> well, he was basically in the dark, the gray and black. It was the MP01 or MP04 mode. But the trailer was clear plastic, and people were like, why is the trailer a ghost? I'm like, and it hit me. Because it's not a ghost. They're implying that the trailer just turned invisible. Huh. It says he died in robot mode. The trailer is permanently invisible. See, I thought he was going to say that the trailer went back up inside Prime Zone. No. I thought you were going to go dirty. No, no. <laughs> I just thought it's cool that it, the toy it's, it's like a invisible. trailer enema. So, yeah. There's no wonder he talked like that all the time. He was just like, oh, I really need to go to the bathroom. He transformed. Ah, oh, there's my trailer. <laughs> that would be hilarious. He just it out. The trailer just kind of came out the back instead of coming from nowhere. Brian, why do you smell like poo? <laughs> so, uh, um... SlagerCon 2013. What's uh, what's your thoughts? And uh, uh, actually, it was it's it's really good compared to last year. I, I'm very seriously impressed. This is one of the most impressive dealerooms I've ever seen. A mm-hmm. uh, lot of cool people here, and, and I love the fact that SlagerCon gives you a chance to actually meet and talk and, and hang out with, and even go to dinner with with the guests. Which is to me, that's that's something that's so not at any other convention. Yeah. They've got freaking security like you would not believe. You get one second. They have a limit on how many things you can get signed. You know, you, you, know, you even and most of the, like Cybercon especially, you get the chance to actually interview them if you wanted to. Like with you guys, if you had known when they were leaving, yeah. they would have let you come over here and have more. Yeah. You know, well, actually, we had some time allotted yesterday, probably. but it just didn't work out because they had to go to their uh, the panel so right. late, and uh, and then whenever they let out, you know, they get to go do their own thing. So. Right. Um, Just couldn't get on the same schedule. But, yeah, you know, yeah, the options are there, which is yeah. Nice, so. But I mean, it's it's you know, I'm, uh, there there always be other opportunities. I'm, so I'm not going to lament that. You know, it just. Just didn't work out, and we do apologize for uh, for listeners that were listening, uh, oh, waiting for that. But uh, I mean, um, so you were at last year's SlagaCon, and uh, yeah. I believe uh, you were there with Scott McNeil. Yep. Uh, you have any thoughts about Scott? And Scott is freaking awesome. Scott is a born entertainer, in my opinion. There, there's certain there's certain people, regardless of, of uh, their body of professional work, that are just freaking great at conventions. And Scott's one of those guys that's really, really good at conventions. Because you get some people that they may have done like the most amazing job ever related to that con, but then they get up on stage and it's like listening to NPR or something. And they're just really, really boring. Like, Scott oh. McNeil is not that. No, he's the t- exact. He's the anti that. <laughs> no, I have to say though, Arlene Bannis was uh, absolutely. Uh, she was a sweetheart, yeah. absolute sweetheart. And she looks a lot like Carly. Yeah, yeah she does. Yeah, he's like an older version of Carly. Well, I mean, it's not Carly's hot grandma. Yeah. Well, you figure or Carly. You, you know, figure thirty years. Later, years, 30 years later. She, you figure she was thirty years old whenever she did uh, Carly's voice, and thirty years later she'd be sixty. So yeah. yeah. It, it makes sense. I mean, it makes sense to me. Yeah. So I mean, she, she does resemble Carly quite a bit. But uh, she, she uh, got all sad on me because uh, I have a, a friend of mine, and uh, he's a he's a customer. Does a lot of Marvel Legends customizing, and he's yeah. making me Oops, a Carly. I have a uh, phone call. He's making me a Carly. He's making me a Buster. He's making me a Circuit Breaker and a GB Blackrock and a Chip. So he's making the human characters for that series that I mentioned earlier that I was working on. Mm-hmm. And when she found out that there's going to be a, ca- a a toy made of her character, she's like. Oh, everybody else has a toy with me. 
and they never made a I was like, that's the either. reason why I'm having one made, because <laughs> nobody ever made one. I know uh, uh, now uh, Buster Jones. I didn't get to uh, actually talk to him as much. I did speak to him momentarily, and uh, he's he's really nice too. But uh, um, uh, I just I don't know. He he was he was kind of in and out a little more than uh, than uh, Arlene was. I know Arlene sat, uh, sat at the uh, mm-hmm. huh. So I'm not gonna say talking about the black guy being in and out. I wouldn't talk about the black part. I was the in and out part. No, I mean, he, he was in and out of well, the dealer. Well, you don't want you to go black, you don't go back. So they have more opportunities to go in and out. You know, the reputation. See, I wasn't going to. I do not condone, nor does TFYLP condone the comments of Insane Galvatron. Who's really a great rat cat. I'm a very politically incorrect person, okay? Yeah, so he stares away from the camera. Well, I'm looking at the screen. I'm not used to the camera being somewhere else. Yeah. yeah. It's supposed to be And normally it is, but yeah. it's a little cramped. So, right, so I normally would look at the monitor. So yeah, it's a little cramped back there. So. <laughs> I'm not going to go there I'm not going to say deal with it. I'm not going to do these jokes. They're too so easy. For, it's the First Amendment, freedom of speech. I can say what I want. What? Shut up. <laughs> <laughs> no. Well, uh, I do want to mention uh, um, we need um, to go... Usually weird, but should be chromium. No, yeah, it's probably shiny. Um, he doesn't sell werewolf. Third, I'm just saying that because everybody wants to buy it from him. He makes the little guns that nobody else wants. It's, yeah, they, I got a third-party weird wolf showing off the little third-party target master, and everybody comes up and they're like, "Ooh, where can I get the third-party weird wolf?" CapturePrey.com. Buy the target master, and I'll tell you. <laughs> great toys, great prices, great service. CapturePrey.com. Well, um, I can't John, believe you guys are so into commercialism and product placement. <laughs> Wait, they're not paying us. <laughs> Alternative. Blue microphones. <laughs> this podcast. Brought to you Brought to by RipTheBarrel.com. <laughs> Android phones. <laughs> With daughter boxes. And Skechers. <laughs> you made me spill my drink, man. <laughs> yeah, you almost did. Also brought to you by Tide laundry detergents. <laughs> Removes even the toughest stains. <laughs> Cue Rick Gar. Get over Grand Poobah. <laughs> well, um, I, I do love want... how you brought that full circle back to Transformers somehow. <laughs> hey, that's how We're we roll. Good. Out. I just Run. Run. <laughs> that's how we roll out. <laughs> hey, there's a new catchphrase. That's how we roll out. Um, you can also do brought to you by Transformers deodorant. Autobots transform and roll on. <laughs> <laughs> John, thank you so much for being on TFYLP. And we'll see you next time on Transformers for your listening. Yeah, before I make any more inappropriate jokes. (laughs) Oh, and you can check me out on YouTube.com slash JON3PNT0. Because nobody's ever heard the stereotype that black guys having large things and nobody knew that Buster Jones is black. He's just jealous. (sighs) I can't believe he's not really (laughs) Thank you, and we'll see you next time on TFYLP. This has been Transformers for your listening pleasure, a presentation of TFTalk.net. We'd like to thank you for listening and ask that you please rate us on your favorite podcast outlet and share us with your friends. Be sure to follow us on Twitter at TFYLP. Email us at podcast at TFYLP.com. This is Paul Lighting, and on behalf of TFYLP, we'd like to thank you again for listening. And we hope you'll join us next time for another 
TFYLP. 